Stewart, Editor-in-Chief for ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this podcast. And I am Blake Hickman, Social Media Manager. And I'm Jared. I do content stuff. <laughs> yes, that is Jared Houchins, our content producer. We also have uh, the world's greatest so technical close. director, uh, Heather, over there on the computer. Hi, Heather. And Ben, our uh, human relations specialist, is in the comments eventually. Uh, oh, he's in there. How was your guys' Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Got, got out of town. Got, actually, got out of state. Yeah, you, you left. So. You went to the biggest state in the union, right? Did I? No, you went Oklahoma? to Oklahoma? Yeah, Tol- that's all you so- <laughs> <laughs> I just learned right now that Tulsa is not in Texas. Cool, 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 cool. I, I, could, see where you would, I could see where you would think that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I didn't know we were suffering like an idiot. Well, that's uh, embarrassing. Yeah, Jared spent his Thanksgiving sick. Yeah. So you didn't I, get to eat Thanksgiving. I, I ate uh, a quality meal from Cracker Barrel. Cracker oh, Barrel, where the go. only place is there. <laughs> <laughs> you should do their advertising. Yeah. I feel like that was really solid. So. I got I got two Thanksgivings in a row. We went to Katrina's mom's house for Thursday, oh, nice. and then Friday we went to my mom's house and had Thanksgiving with my family. Nice. Um, and you know, even though Thanksgiving is the uh, holiday to gorge yourself, I really didn't didn't overdo it. So. Me neither. Right? I'm working on portions. Must not have been the I year mix, for it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jared yeah. went. Jared went ham with Cracker Barrel. Yeah. What did Crack- the old... Cracker Barrel never gives you good portions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. We did the old Christmas shopping thing while we was there, and did ice skating. And, uh, Tulsa downtown's pretty cool. Are you any good at ice skating? No, I made one lap and I quit. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> I, I made one lap around. Like, not for me. Nope. Hey. You never rollerbladed or anything? No, good? rollerblading I can do. I cannot ice skate. I, I want to see you on a pair of rollerblades. I, I okay. All right. I said I can rollerblade. <laughs> I, I want to see this. <laughs> if we ever do a comically inclined uh, calendar, that that'll be uh, Daisy Dukes and on some rollerblades. <laughs> I have rollerbladed only six times in my life, but I was not horrible at it. Is what I want to say. <laughs> you know, between me, Blake, you, Ben, and Scott, that's five. Yeah. You have five months worth of calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess if we were doing the whole staff, you know, Heather, Heather can nope. Heather pose could, with yeah, yeah. a mixer or <laughs> a computer, maybe. Which which uh, months would you want to be? Uh, June, my birth month. Huh. <laughs> That's he my says, birth he says, month. Huh. Is that your birth month? <laughs> well, like the day after yours, I think. I called dibs. It is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I called dibs on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but Katrina, uh, Brianna, Heather. I mean, we're almost to twelve there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, you could just feature me the the last like four times or however many months there. Are. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Blake, you've uh, you've got a little bit of news you want to share with everybody. You want to go ahead and break into that? Yeah. Let's go ahead. <laughs> so this week on Rumor Mill. Uh, uh, pretty much the whole scene's covered up with Hawkeye and Spider-Man. Not a whole bunch of rumors out there, but we will cover what news we have this past it, week. Warner Brothers has been really quiet this week. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about uh, any DC properties. Well, I mean, we get some phenomenal things coming on, you know, like Marvel. It's best just to shut up and sit in the corner. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, why, why even bother? Yeah, just so, feed, us, feed us the good stuff. Marvel. Oh, so so this could really be nothing. But I would really like to think it's something, because we all know Marvel, Disney don't do stuff for no reason. But they are already taking two movies off of Disney+. Plus. 
Fantastic Four, and Fantastic Four Rises of Silver Server. Now, what's what would be the reason behind that? Like, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, like, they have those listed with the X-Men, you know, the Fox stuff, uh, as in, I think, legacy movies. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's my theory. All right. So what if they're wanting to completely get any existence of Fantastic Four off because, you know, that's what they're working on bringing into the MCU. But, like, how we might see some Fox Universe people of the X-Men, whatever, and Multiverse of, Mad- uh, Multiverse of Madness and all that. Uh, what if the Fantastic Four, they just have no plans of at all, having no nods to that? So they want to completely wipe all existence of any Fantastic Four ever made just to prep and get ready to have only the presence of the Fantastic Four that they create. I think that's a possibility. I also think knowing that Disney likes to take their own properties, like the Disney Vault, take mm-hmm. their movies down, put them in the Disney Vault for 10 years, and then re-release them, sure. that it's entirely possible the plan is to pull it down so nobody can watch it, mm-hmm. release the Fantastic Four in one of their movies, and then drop the movies back on Disney Plus and be like, Fantastic Four is back! Sure. Why are they doing it just to Fantastic Four, though? Why not You know, throw a couple X-Men movies in there or something? Because well, the X-Men movies were actually good, too. <laughs> We already know they're working on Fantastic Four. Sure. I mean, we know that it's released, and they have no information on anything X-Men related happening right. yet. I would say that that's probably why. It, we're a lot closer to getting Fantastic Four than we are sure. to getting X-Men. Makes sense. Who, yeah. who, who would you cast for uh, the Fantastic Four? Uh, today? Yeah. I, I really believe the uh, John... Krasinski. John Krasinski as... As Reed Richards I'm going to be so choice. mad if they do not make him Reed Richards. I think Emily Blunt would be a fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah. John, John Krasinski is probably the only other person I thought would have played Captain America well. He actually like tried out for Captain yeah. America. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He did screen tests for it. Yeah. His, his exact words was uh, he was doing a screen test for it. Chris Hemsworth was in there. Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth took off his shirt, and he said as he was putting on the Captain America uniform, he looked over at Chris Hemsworth, he said, Nope, this ain't for me. Just start taking it right back <laughs> off. <laughs> too much work. Uh, so. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, maybe. You know who would be a great Ben Grimm is uh, Diedrich Bader. I don't know who that is. Um, he was the guy with the uh, American flag pants in Napoleon Dynamite. That, <gasps> yeah, yeah, okay. Huh. Yeah, I know you're yeah, talking he's about. He's in Office Space. He's the voice of Batman in the the Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that one? But you know, in kind of thinking about this as well, Chris Evans was the Human Torch in those movies. Right. So if they're trying to recast and redo things, that could have lended you know into their thought process of removing those movies because they don't want to start confusing. There, there is no could telling. Be too. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different variables. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> so uh, we know Ethan Hawke is going to be in uh, Moon Knight, uh, but his we have no idea who he's going to be play. Uh, so it was caught that he was asking his son, it got reported somehow, it slipped up, got out, whatever, uh, that he was asking his son to help him do research for ro- roles of gods because he's prepping for his for the uh, Moon Knight show. Yeah. So it's I think it's safe to say he's going to be p- playing some kind of Egyptian god or so- something like that in that movie or that show. Uh, I don't know that you really see Khonshu on screen a lot. Really? Because it's not really a thing that you see in the comics too often unless he's sure. just doing his voice because I would assume he'd be almost entirely CGI. Um, so as far as I know, and again, I'm not well-versed in Moon Knight, is it, it's possible that there'll be another god that would be a villain then, if that's uh, the case. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit more information on Moon Knight. Uh, as we all posted on our socials, uh, Tom Holland is confirmed for three more Spider-Man movies. Because everybody was so scared to death. Uh, wonder if he's going to be in any more movies or not. But I love that it was Sony that confirmed this. And they were like, no, 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 no. Marvel's making them. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the big point of that whole thing. God. They, they would be so stupid if they pulled the Spider-Man from like Marvel, because like, uh, like they're making so yeah. much money off of it. Like, yeah. trying to win a pissing contest with Disney and Marvel, like you're not gonna win. It, it's just stupid. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. They just all they have to do is look at their track record with putting out these movies and sure. see how poorly they did compared to what the MCU is doing, and yeah. know yeah. that they need to just let them steer. Sure, yeah, yeah. Just keep riding the coattails. So they're releasing three. He's gonna be in three more movies. Are these yeah. and these are all gonna be Tom Holland starring Spider Man movies? Correct? Yes, and okay. from what I understand, they're all leaning into his college years when oh. he's a little bit older. I'm sure. really glad they kept with him. They weren't just trying to get rid of him or you know move on. I mean, they can move on to other Spider Mans they want, but keep Tom Holland. Like Tom Holland's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Uh, well, in the report I read. The plan is to also bring Miles Morales in for oh, those I'm three movies. I am ready for that. Yeah, I am ready for that. Uh, also, Tom Holland has actually spoke a little bit more about the movie, not much, but uh, he said he's promising that there will be a very a lot more violent fight scenes in this movie, unlike any other Spider-Man movies that's been made. Uh, which you know, the last one, I don't know if you call it violent, but I mean, he got the crap beat out of him with Mysterio. I mean, he was black and blue and bloody. Yeah. Uh, so to say that there's going to be, you know, some very violent fight scenes, really curious to see how far they go. Uh, being the MCU is very careful, you know, on, I mean, they're bl- they really don't show blood. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious. I mean, we've all seen the scenes near the end footage when he's fighting around the Statue of Liberty. His eye is bright red from, like, just being hit in the face. And he's got cuts and bruises all right. over him. Like, he's definitely going to go through the ringer. Sure. Yeah. Kind of make it feel like a uh, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man, you know, because he's always getting his ass kicked. In yeah, <laughs> and I'm reminded of the oh, end wait. of the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when the pumpkin bo- pumpkin bomb goes off right next oh. to his face. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, I mean, when you're Tobey Maguire, you're gonna get beat up all the time, anyways. So, <clears throat> but anyways, so uh, No Way Home ticket sales broke records in oh, yeah. any 24-hour pre-sales. They had did. Uh, three million tickets, thirty-five plus million dollars in ticket sales. It, it probably helped that Blake bought thirty-two tickets as soon as they dropped, but we'll get to that later. Uh, good, so, good job, good job on that one. I, I got real excited to start punching seats, but uh, if, hey, if you ever want to get excited about buying me a new truck, man, I'll I'll totally let you do that. So, just saying. Oh, but uh, so if you want to have any kind of comparison to like what these tickets record sales are, uh. Eternals, Black Widow, uh, their 24-hour pre-sales was 150,000-ish tickets that they sold compared to 3 million. Yeah. That is... Wow. I mean, this shows you, like, the internet's crashing. All the Fandango apps, the AMC apps, every, all the apps are crashed. Everything's completely sold out. You cannot buy any more No Way Home tickets anywhere. So that's anywhere. crazy because that guarantees for the first, probably, the first day, right? It's 24-hour? Yes, I believe it's yes, it's a uh, yeah, it's just the first day. Okay. First day nationwide tickets are sold right. completely out. So day one, just guaranteed asses and seats. We're looking at three million. That's nuts. Oh, it's thirty six million. He said there's three 35, million. Thirty thirty five plus million dollars. Three million dollars. Uh, three million tickets. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the yeah, first yeah. day. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's just current pre sales. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I mean. 
there's no reason to expect that this wouldn't have happened because I mean this is oh, the biggest yeah. movie since Endgame and it's probably just as big if not bigger than those movies are. You know? Oh yeah. Could you sure. imagine if the other two Spider Men never show up in this movie and that that's like big enough to piss three million people <laughs> off in one day? Or you know, here's the thing: like, there's gonna be people upset, <laughs> but. The movie's still gonna be great. I mean, we know they're in it, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, could you imagine if like all this where they're like, they're not in it, they're not in it was true? Yeah. Like they, how many angry people they're gonna have? And they, all the filming and scenes we've seen were for uh multiverse of madness. They're gonna wait till bring them in bring them in then. <laughs> it's kinda like uh when they first came out with the movie The Expendables and they were like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis are gonna be in it, and they were in it for like a minute and oh, they didn't yeah. do anything, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh great. Way to advertise the crap out of that one. <laughs> Uh, so also, uh, Hawkeye, one thing that, uh, was kind of cool, but need to see, and maybe we will see it. They, maybe they put the scene somewhere else, uh, before the season ends, but in the LARP, uh, episode where he was doing the Renaissance, uh, they deleted a scene where he had the original Hawkeye comic accurate costume in or on. I would like to see that. Yeah. There's oh, like Hawkeye there's, there's like a, there's like wearing a, that? Yeah, with the, I mean with the mask and everything. Uh, it is a yeah. terrible costume. Oh yeah, it, it is really it's awful. Is. It really uh, is. There's a scene, I think there's a picture of it on Twitter. It's kind of a little fuzzy or whatever. Yeah. But uh yeah. And then you know she draws that on the napkin, which right. we will get that here in a little bit, but yeah, that, and that's pretty much on like rumors and leaks, I mean on news besides us talking about Hawkeye. Uh, that's what we got on rumor mill this week. Uh, I don't know why I'm looking at you, sis, but yeah. You're supposed to tell so, Danny who tells We need that. a... <laughs> My camera's need so a, far away. We need a really catchy tagline for the end of that for you. Yeah, we do, yeah. Come up with it right now on the spot. Yeah, don't feel free it. to drop it in the comments. How would you like to hear Blake finish that segment? The end. <laughs> just, just say waka flaka. And, and that's all the shit I have to talk about today. Yeah. I am done. <laughs> You guys want to talk politics? <laughs> Boom, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. you guys ready to break in a top five? Yeah, yeah let's do, do this. this. Sure. All right, let's fucking do this. Top five. All right, tonight we are doing top five underrated supervillains or villains in general. Um, so, if you're in the chat, feel free to drop your lists as we go. Uh, we will try to read off everybody's uh, entries. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with number one. Or every time. Blake, what's your number five? Man, I made a mistake. You said underrated villains. I thought you said X-rated villains. <laughs> so let me uh, just come up with some... <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so number five. This what's what's X-rated? Like, who's the villain in an X-rated movie? Oh, I mean, listen, Danny. If you want to get into it, it really just depends on the genre and like it, the role play. Trying to world build some of the best. Right, right, right. Some of the best ones you got to build a world, right? You know, so right. it could be it could be the stepmom. It could be uh, the stepdad. Yeah, maybe it's the boss. That's like you got to stay later than you know what you expected to. But the pizza guy. Villains. So anyway, top five underrated. <laughs> Rated villains. Uh, What's your number five? Number five, the spot, which yeah. is the cool polka dot man, Marvel's version. I would say the spot. He's actually got a little cooler powers, even though he's got polka dots all over him. Uh, I remember him in the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. 
yeah. I know he's kind of silly looking with the polka dots and stuff all over him, but to be able just to throw up a portal, you know, and go through it and throw up another portal and come out of it, just like a you know Spider Man swings to go punch him, throws up a portal. He throws up another portal. Spider-Man punches himself through a portal. I don't know. I, there's a lot of things you could do with portals like that, I feel like. So Spot's a lot of fun. There was a Spider-Man story where he was possessed by a demon hmm. with Spot's powers, and he was a nightmare. Really? Like, he was one of the scariest villains. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he's got a lot of powers. You don't hear nobody talk about the Spot. Right. But I really feel like with his powers, I mean, you could do a lot of damage. I mean... Jared, number five. All right, my number five. Sorry. <laughs> just whatever you're still, I was still wasn't 100% sure which one my number five was. <laughs> I just decided right there. Yeah. All right, so my number five is going to be from... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hills have thighs? That's a Yeah, that's a good one, Ben. Yeah, they do. There's some villains <laughs> on that one. Are you talking about the original or the hills have thighs too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Sorry. Uh, so, so my number five is uh, Absorbing Man from uh, Marvel Comics. Is a villain that uh, can uh, take on whatever matter he touches. So, like, there was a comic where he actually fought Thor and touched Thor's hammer, and his whole body became like that Uru metal, and he he can you know be able to do that. So, and it's any anything that he touches, he can turn into. And I, it it was always such a cool power, and he was just always so dumbed down as a character, but like. Just the whole set, like he should have been like an upper till tier villain, but uh, he this? never really was. His name is Absorbing Man. So, huh. like, literally, if he wanted to like touch metal, his whole body could turn into metal, almost like Colossus, right? You know, sure. And he's like almost indestructible. So, like, that's I, interesting. <clears throat> there was a comic where um, uh, the Avengers were meeting him for like the first time, and one by one they kept coming in, and like Hawkeye'd shoot an arrow, grab it, you know, do that. Right. He got Cap's uh, Cap Shield. And, oh wow! Uh, turn, yeah, turn into vibranium, actually. and they're like, "Shit, that's not good." And then Thor comes in and is like, "I'll deal with this, dude." And then he changes into the Uru metal and stuff, and it, yeah, it's just that'd really, be a really fun cool. one to see on the MCU screen. Yeah, yeah. So they did do it in uh, Agents of Shield, but it wasn't really like that great. It wasn't a full power. Oh, it was Agents so. of Shield. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Absorbing Man is uh, is it Crusher Creel? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was cool about villain. to say that. So Ben's number five is Toguru Toguro from Toguru. Yu Yu Hakusho. He's a giant uh, monster of a man that uh, fights during the spirit tournament. Yeah, um, and definitely sh- uh, beats the shit out of Yu Yu um, quite a bit. Uh, and Heather's number five is Sid from Toy Story. Uh, Heather, why do you feel he's underrated? He had the potential to grow up and be like a psycho. Yeah. If the toys wouldn't have, you know, put him in his place. Yeah, he probably grew up to be put in a mental institution just oh, based I, on the end of. I think he did a cameo in Toy Story three as a garbage man. Oh, Aww. really? So, I mean, he didn't become a psycho. Life choices, guys. Been. If you mess with your toys, uh, yeah. you're garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> What? All right. Here's my idea for, a, for a million dollar. It's my million dollar idea. We we do a horror story. And you're just gonna set. put it out on live television. Eh, it's not that great. Um, <laughs> we do a horror story where Sid from Toy Story is like thirty plus years old or whatever. He's just minding his own business, like, and then all of the toys that he made from the past, like start trying to like break into his house and murder him and it's like a whole uh, home alone sequence but it's like 
horror and these things are all trying to murder him. I kind of love that. Yeah, right? Too. It's a great that. idea. That's a great idea. Thanks for telling everybody. Yeah, I come have up with like four of those a day. Have you ever considered being a producer on a live internet show? What do you mean? Like, content, hired. like, like some building. content stuff? Oh, that's what I do? Oh, yeah. oh would you like the, to? Yeah, the... I could start at some point. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. You're the content producer and have been Did you hear that? for many, many episodes. I, I graciously accept. <laughs> My number five is Mongol from the DC Universe. Um, originally a Green Lantern villain. That's why his skin is yellow, because the original Green Lantern weakness was yellow. Uh, Mongol is always kind of a joke villain. Nobody really takes him too seriously. But during the death and return of Superman, he wiped out all of Coast City. He killed millions and millions of people and did not care. Like, that's just a good time to him. Yeah, he's psychotic. Yeah, he's nuts. Mongol is scary. Hmm. And Mongol is, in comics, is the current owner and operator of the War World, which is what we talked about a few weeks ago. And that in and of itself is like a scary-ass right. like, uh, thing. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, Mongol is no joke. Yeah. And, and I don't think he gets enough respect for the atrocities that he's pulled off in his time as a comic villain. Well, isn't in the war world, too, like, he he kept, like, captured foes and people from planets that he destroyed. Yeah, and, like, he's got a prison on there. Yeah, he's got, like, millions of people on the war, war, war world that's just, cap- you know, he's captive. So, he's, he's crazy. All right, Blake, you're number four. That's probably what Sid Number four, Hobgoblin. Okay. So many people focus on Green Goblin. We all, all we want, people want to talk about is Green Goblin. Excuse me. Uh, Hobgoblin, to me, is better than Green Goblin. <gasps> okay. I'm with I'll, you so far. I, I mean, how long has did he go before his identity get known? He went a very long time. Without well, there's his... been four different Hobgoblins. All right. Well, I'm, t- well, I'm talking about the... Ned Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, went the longest time without finding out whose identity was. He has ran the most underground crime scene uh, in the comics longer i mean he to, in the comics right now he's still uh, whatever hobgoblin's going around right now in the comics i mean still hasn't been caught still is running crime hobgob all the hobgoblins i guess Just uh hobgobbling up all the that yeah. that uh, loot <laughs> that's what he's doing so in the vacancy created after green goblin killed himself with his goblin glider in the comics they created hobgoblin because norman was dead there was no green goblin and for a long time, that was the goblin villain to Spider-Man. That's why in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, he fights Hobgoblin more than he does Green Goblin. Because at that time in the comics, Hobgoblin was the goblin that mm. Spider-Man fought. You know, And then obviously there was a resurrection, and sure. uh, Harry was Green Goblin for a little while, and then Norman came back. Uh, but yeah, the Hobgoblin has a much longer history like, if you're talking about from start to current fighting Spider-Man than any sure. other goblin in the comics. And it's been more successful, I mean, at being a villain. I too. mean, he didn't kill Gwen Stacy, but... Uh, yeah. Gwen Stacy's dead? <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. Jared, number four. <laughs> My number four comes from the movie uh, Incredibles, and that is uh, Syndrome. So yeah, this kid literally went from being a uh, sad, depressed little child to a very badass villain that only through his own hubris uh, lost in the end, and could have been a very, very scary uh, villain for many years to come. Like, like what? What an evil mastermind inviting superheroes out to your island 
to fight a thing that you want to get stronger and stronger and then unleash it on the city and then trying to become the hero. Like, So why was he a sad child? Just because he dressed up as a Because he wanted to be Mr. Incredible's uh, sidekick, and Mr. Incredible said, no! And right. he's also the kid that created the incident that ended superheroes in their world. It's true. Did it? They, they didn't say that in the first Incredibles, right? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, he's I wasn't got, paying that much attention. Yeah, so whatever... Uh, Mr. Incredible is trying to save people because of the fallout oh, of, that's what, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. of what Syndrome did as a child. Yeah. He hurts that guy, causes the lawsuit, and then all superheroes What super a weird world are. we live in with lawsuits, man. Oh, Jeez. man. Yeah. Uh, not going to get into that, but uh, Syndrome, thing. voiced by Jason Lee, yeah. uh, who is also Brody in uh, Mallrats um, and has a big history with uh, Kevin Smith and the, mm-hmm. the View Askew movies, but also was the main character in one of my favorite TV series, uh, My Name is Earl. Oh. Yeah, and also voice Syndrome. Very Uh, underrated show. Heather's number four is Magneto, the movie version. Which which one? I I mean, I guess all of them. I didn't realize he had so many more powers in the comics. What what other that's powers did he have? That's what the internet tells me. That's what the internet tells you? <laughs> uh, the internet lies? No, I'm just he kidding. He can make wormholes. Yeah, I mean, he had weird subset powers throughout yeah, the years. Yeah, he's all kinds uh, of like little weird stuff in the comics yeah. that I didn't yeah. know he could do. A, a, a lot of those long-standing characters kind of had the, the, the Superman syndrome where they needed to keep him interesting, they so they had them. to like go, oh, well, now they can do this. And you're like, well, that's kind of weird. but Yeah, it's yeah, really... I mean, Paint yourself into a corner yeah. with a character. And I mean, comic book Magneto was so powerful. Like, I yeah. mean, he's an Omega level hero. Yeah. Like, you don't fight Magneto, you run away from him and hope that he doesn't chase you, you know? Like, I mean, when he can literally take Wolverine and throw him into the sun, uh, you know, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> Wolverine could come back from that. Ew. All day what? long. That's a whole. All right, next week's argument: well, Magneto versus Wolverine. Adamantium <laughs> is indestructible. Even it if will... you get thrown into the sun, you're not right. coming back. It can. There's survive... nothing to push back off of to come back to Earth. Adamantium can survive the temperature of the sun. Wolverine survived a nuclear blast, which is equivalent to the strength of the surface of the sun, and then regrew from his skeleton to his full body. Yeah, yeah. Listen, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for you. We're on Earth, right? You get shot towards the sun. It doesn't matter if you make it through the sun. You're not coming back to Earth, so problem solved. You, you're you aware that teleportation, space travel, everything exists in the Marvel Listen, Universe? Everybody like, else is already dead. Everybody else is already dead, man. <laughs> so it's just who's Magneto gonna, and Wolverine. Who, who's going to teleport into space and get Wolverine? You tell me that. There's characters who could literally just fly out there. They could take Human the torch. jet and go get him. <laughs> yeah, but not as fast. Listen, as fast as what? He whatever. can regenerate in space. That's real life. Magneto Wolverine doesn't have Wolverine to breathe in sun. space. All right, who, who's uh, Ben? What's your top? What's your top? Ben's four? <laughs> Ben's number four is Hush from Batman. Uh, so so stupid. he says a comic was, version, not the uh, awful cartoon yes. movie. <laughs> uh, spoiler: Hush was actually Batman's best friend growing up, and then he. Was they moved away, his family fell apart, his parents lost all their money, and he lived a terrible life. And he decided, as an adult, to come back and take it out on. Anyway, to come back and take it out on Batman, and he launched this whole plan to to destroy Batman. And in the end, he was not successful. Yeah, Yeah. it's close, but it was not successful. Didn't they come out with a uh, animated movie that uh, the Riddler was Hush in that? 
Like they they did a nod towards his friends, uh, but they actually made the Riddler be hush. Ben said not the awful cartoon movie, and he that may be what he's referring to. I but think I it is too because I have watched it, and it is the it is the Riddler because I, I well spoilers on that one. He said yes. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's uh, his friend's name is Doctor Tommy. Tommy uh, Maya Maya. I don't remember his last name. Doesn't matter. That was a good. Uh, that was my a number Ball four is Azula. From Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, so one of the as as Jared and I were discussing earlier, one of only three people who learned to lightning bend. Um, what a blue lightning! Yeah, because um, Zuko could lightning bend, but like the blue lightning was like the OP, like the version of that. So. Zuko couldn't lightning bend; he could channel. I'm sorry, you are correct. Yeah, he could. He I apologize. Could channel lightning through him. Um, you win this round, sir. Thomas yeah. Elliot. Yeah, Tommy Elliot. Uh, <laughs> nerd. Um, but yeah, and what a scary character. Azula is truly unhinged through all of Avatar. Even her yeah. best friends are terrified by her. And honestly, if the final battle for Avatar The Last Ed- Airbender had been Aang and Azula and not the Fire Lord Ozai, I think that would have been a much more fitting end because Ozai just wasn't that big of a challenge for Aang. Here. Here's what I think what could have made that a really good uh really good change in the whole storyline, right? About ready to attack, uh and then you find out Azula murdered Fire Lord Ozai and is like, Now I'm the fucking Fire King and then yeah. she's attacking and then her that that'd actually be pretty neat because they could have pulled in Zuko like maybe saving Aang at some point so that way he could finish the job on Azula and then they you know, become even closer friends. That would have I think that'd have been pretty good. Yeah. You got something to say, Emma? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Blake, you're number three. Taskmaster. Uh, don't really hear people talking about Taskmaster much. They finally, you know, put... Not the MCU version, right? No. Yeah, well, that's what I was to say. Like, Taskmaster, I mean, from what I know, you know, can what replicate every person's fightings. Yeah, he's got photographic replication. He can, he can copy the moves of literally anyone right. as he sees them. And when they put her put her in the Black Widow movie, I just feel like it was very not much. I mean, not much at all. I felt like it was defeated pretty easily. Uh, I feel like for somebody that can replicate and copy everybody's moves or know what their moves are going to be before they do do them, should have been a lot lot bigger villain. A lot more should have been a lot more to to that character. The MCU Taskmaster upsets me almost to the point of thinking about it in terms of the X-Men Origins Deadpool. Mm. Like, it's so far off from what Taskmaster is, and the fact that Feige, Papa Feige, let that happen. Mm. He let us down on that one. Yeah, I'm a little upset about that one. I I really was excited to see Taskmaster in the MCU, Yeah, primarily because I was excited to see a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool Taskmaster fight or team up because in the comics, they're hilarious. Sure. It's one of my favorite team-ups. And now we're never going to see that. There is no MCU Taskmaster now. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't even think that changing the, the gender of Taskmaster was that big of a deal. They just no. literally no, said, be silent. You are like a, you know, a drone who's a slave to the, that, the one well, guy. I just would have oh, liked yeah. to see a Whatever lot more of the character in the movie. Yeah, uh, and, and do yeah. a lot more th- that we know it's capable of. Taskmaster could have been the lead villain in that movie, and you would have still have had a quality movie if you would allow Taskmaster from the comics to show up more. So yeah, and it's not necessarily 
that it was a woman and not a man. I'm fine with that. Taskmaster, like most of your MCU or Marvel heroes, the comic heroes, is mouthy. He's hilarious. Oh, really? He's funny. Huh. Yeah. It was a complete he opposite. He's incredibly right. cocky and like, you know. And they gave yeah. they gave her no lines at all as yeah. Taskmaster. I see why compared to so... Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, and yeah. the Gorges now. They're so fun together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Jared, you're number three. My number three comes from DC Comics, and that is Bizarro, the uh, other side of the coin from Superman. Yeah. Um, in in correct me if I'm wrong, but Bizarro was created. Was Bizarro created as an experiment to try to replicate Superman, and then he uh, went like insane and like kind of stupid, or was that is I'm thinking of the wrong thing? There's a couple different Bizarro origins. In one, he's just from an alternate dimension. Yeah, Yeah, Bizarro world. Uh, in the other one, he's a, an imperfect clone of yep. Superman that eventually becomes Bizarro. Um, and then also he's been an imperfect clone of Superboy at different times. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's traditionally where but, he comes from. You know, like this this is a character that has like the, all the strength and capabilities of Superman and should be, you know, a powerhouse. But again, suffers from the dumbing down of, you know, saying, hey, your your only issue is that you're an idiot. Uh, but geez, Bizarro, one of the strongest characters in the DC universe, just not as smart as Superman, so he suffers a little bit. But <laughs> that's my number three. Uh, Ben's number three is Zaroff from The Most Dangerous Game. You guys familiar with the story? Yeah, 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 The Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. Big game hunters, tired of hunting uh, wild animals, oh. decide to start hunting humans instead. So they give them some money, they take them out to a private island, and then they hunt them for sport. I've um, not seen that. Zaroff is the leader and the main hunter of the group. Um, the book is really good. They also have made a couple of movies out of it. Huh. One starring Ice Cube called uh, The Deadliest Game, I believe. Um, oh, no, sure. no, I have seen this. I or think. Most Dangerous Game. It was or... the most recent one. I, th- I think it was like called Hunted or something like no, that. No, that's what yeah. I've seen. That was actually really interesting because there was a huge push for the wealthy people to be like, obviously like right wing like racist type folk and whenever they uh i think whenever they actually had the movie go out to the test stuff like people were so like this is like really far like just trying to push (laughs) like you make make them crazy white people if you want to you know have let them have guns but like the whole time they were just sprouting out things you're like okay we get we get your agenda so they had to go back and do some refilming to kind of make it less uh less ridiculous but yeah, that's a good movie, too. And what Heather's a- number three is The Spot. Ah. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> Been there, done that. Hold on a like, second. How did two of you know who The Spot is? I, I, I did not know who I grew he up was. Was, there, on the cartoons, so. was there cheating done on this? <laughs> All right. Heather, did you just Google underrated villains? I did. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it, Heather. Okay. <laughs> I, I admire your gumption, at least. I mean, I looked through different lists and, you know, compiled them. <laughs> Have My you... number three from the Dragon Ball Z universe, uh, sure, 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 sure. Raditz. Raditz, the older brother of Goku. Huh? Um, now, you think of Raditz in the the grand scheme of Dragon Ball Z as probably one of the weakest characters that they fight. But at the time that they fight him, 
Goku and Piccolo are the two strongest creatures on all of planet Earth, and Goku barely beat Piccolo the last time they fought, and no one else can hang with their shit. And Raditz shows up and just full scale beats the hell out of both of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he doesn't get a lot of credit for that because he dies in the first two episodes, first three episodes. Um, And then the Saiyans show up uh, at the end of the season. And, you know, they're all so much more powerful than Raditz. But Raditz himself, you know, was for a little bit the most powerful thing on planet Earth. Uh, With the capability, had he not died, to... Be just as powerful as Goku. So, is Go- uh. Goku beat Superman in a fight? <laughs> this is an age-old argument. I I don't even need a. Do you think yes, no? Is it a good I fight or is it? Always breathe? think that Goku could beat Superman in a fight. Always. Huh. But not everybody agrees with that. It's, like it's like a you, it's you a had, very uh, common <laughs> argument. Yeah, you've had the argument with somebody on here before. I think. Uh, a few months ago, it sounds like an argument we would have had for yeah, sure. I, I feel like, anyway. just, yeah. Uh, was that in the BJ times before Jared? I think so. It might have been. Yep, there are so. no times before me. <laughs> Blake, you are the beginning <laughs> and the end. I am the alpha, <laughs> and also other things as well. Uh, number two, this also goes back to number my childhood. Uh, the character I'm going off on this is Chameleon, off the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh. I, I really always enjoyed Chameleon. Uh, sure. You really, or me, I, you don't hear people talk about Chameleon. I've not heard y'all ever mention Chameleon. Uh, and I really enjoyed seeing him on that cartoon. I would love to see him in the MCU. You have the powers of, you know, be able to transform into anybody, which, I mean, we've seen it, you know, as Mystique, or if you want to say the the mask, like Black Widow and stuff, where it's pretty similar to that. But, I mean, I feel like he's got pretty decent fighting techniques. There's a few things I'm probably not remembering about him. But he works quite a bit with the Kingpin, I think, on that cartoon. So uh, there's been two chameleons, the original and then the current one. The current chameleon is Craven the Hunter's brother. Right, half-brother. Yeah, half-brother. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's a fun character. He's really caused a lot of problems for Spider-Man throughout the years. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's a... I feel like if they added him to the MCU now, it'd be too similar to Mysterio. I right. think on screen, but he is one of my yeah, he is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Jared, number two. My number two comes from the X-Men cinematic universe and also the comics as well. But uh, William Stryker from uh, X-Men Two. Okay. Uh, very very devious minded person. Literally uh, is the whole reason why Wolverine is the guy he is today. Uh, very uh psychotic i guess psychotic wouldn't be the correct word but just you know a crazily single-minded individual i mean used his own son to uh help find and try to capture mutants that's Uh, true so i mean just as far as those movies go when i was thinking about like like movie villains like he was somebody that sent a chill down my spine because he was just that you know evil yeah that evil so and i mean he it almost almost succeeded in what they were trying to accomplish you know like how many people can you say could successfully raid the uh, x-men's mansion and get away with people True. you know and take them like, hostage yeah crazy crazy who's but, the guy that was the actor for that ben look that up please <laughs> do it now ben it's uh, uh wait, there's three of them you got the young one yeah, yeah i'm talking like x2 that guy like oh, okay. the main one yeah. of the main characters from the hit show Succession. the one that looked the, the one that couldn't really look like the younger one or the, <laughs> both the younger ones yeah yeah yeah. because <laughs> he's way shorter <laughs> just a little bit 
Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's my number. So two. Ben was saying he's energy chameleon. No, not chameleon. He's, not? he's talking about like, Goku. Okay, I was like, all that of just Goku's powers up. are energy based. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I asked like, if he was magic. I was wondering. It popped up. I was like, I don't remember Chameleon being energy, but Heather, who is Wrath in the DC universe? Which is your number two that you just put up on the he, on the board? He's like the opposite version of Batman. His parents died, but they were criminals. Well, in one of his versions, yep. he always figures out who Batman is. I mean, that's pretty powerful information sure. if used correctly. I mean, honestly, in the DC universe, if you had the capabilities and the ability to find out who Batman was, and you weren't dead or in prison like you know yeah it's uh it's pretty uh how, how many villains do you think over the years truly without there being like some sort of like hey we're gonna write this into the storyline that you know that it's bruce uh wayne how many like characters do you think actually found out of their own volition who who batman was <clears throat> well you've got tim drake yeah um who the didn't turn into robin so i mean yeah the riddler figured it out sure um, Catwoman, Cox, uh, Joker. The Joker knows and has known for a very long time, but sure. he doesn't want anyone else to know. Yeah, isn't that isn't that such a, a? He uses his laughing gas, sure, sure. to make this guy forget. Nice. So he can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker's so fucked up. <laughs> uh, Ben's number two is Prometheus from Justice League: Cry for Justice, specifically. Um, Prometheus is a genius and a master combatant. He is a foil most commonly for Batman, Green Arrow, and Midnighter. Um, he's kind of like an anti-Batman as well, very similar to Wrath. Uh, but uh, he's he's kind of a scary, smart villain. Yeah. Um, he's always hard to deal with when he shows up. It, you know, those villains, the ones that were, like... Able to conceive things mentally, like they were playing on a whole different level than your average. Hey, let's rob a bank. Hey, let's kidnap these, you know, kids and hold them for ransom type characters. Like the penguin was never really like a criminal mastermind. He was very smart. He did some pretty smart things, but like you were never scared that the penguin was gonna beat you mentally in a game of you know game of uh, chess, you know, in Gotham City. Like like you get these characters like Hush and like I'll, you know what we've been talking about, like the ones that were like. I'm already five steps ahead of Batman. Those are the ones that you're always like, this is crazy. Like, this yeah. is a scary villain when you're five steps ahead of Batman. But Yeah, Hugo Strange, whenever he was first introduced into the comics, sure, yeah, was, yeah. was one of those that Batman thought he was helping him, and he was actually a villain, and he yeah. was working against and him. And honestly, a great example of that, too, is uh, the the Joker uh, in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, that was probably one of the first times in, the, in cinematic history that we'd seen Batman literally be like behind this character because right, not only was he had a plan that he didn't know about but he had a mindset that batman couldn't even comprehend at the time so it's yeah kinda, yeah very very nuts my number two is mr mixius pitalik from the superman comics hold on i will give you a hundred american dollars if you know who that is i have no idea who that is <laughs> most people don't man that's a <laughs> that's a deep dive into the nerd pool right there <laughs> Please do so, tell. Offering that to you. Mr. Mixius Pitalik is a fifth dimensional imp who is a huge Superman fan. Danny, it's a little person. <laughs> He's a fifth dimensional imp who is a huge Superman fan, and he loves messing with Superman. He usually some of the craziest, just fun, weird stories that Superman finds himself in are usually Mr. Mixius Pitalik just messing with him. Yeah. 
<laughs> the crazy thing about Mr. Mixius Pitalik is he is a god. He has the power to just destroy all of reality if he decided to. Really? Yeah. And the only reason he doesn't is because he's having a good time. He enjoys messing with Superman. Sure. Yeah. And Superman finds himself in the position where he has to deal with Mr. Mixius Pitalik, but he can't just beat him up. Yeah. He can't tell him to fuck off. He can't hurt him because he has to handle him with kid gloves because he has enough power to just end everything. Hmm. Wow. So he kind of has to play along with his games, and Superman always has to take an attitude that he's dealing with him as a villain but without pissing him off too much. Um, but Mixia Spitalik is one of the scariest characters that's ever been put into a comic. Yeah. Uh, are you a Star Trek fan at all? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a deep pull for me. Because I'm not as big of one, but w- there was a character in Star Trek in like the first couple seasons. Next w- generation. I, this is like the like William Shatner like original stuff. Okay. Uh, where like he was a being that was like really really powerful and like showed up on the Enterprise and started like doing some crazy stuff, and it always reminded me of the Mixil Pit- blah blah blah. Mixius Pit- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just because. Like it, I, and I don't remember what his name was, uh, but he was a scary, scary ass character for Star Trek. Like, so uh, Next Generation had a character like that called Q. Maybe that's what it is. Was that a uh, uh, Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm, I, I used to watch it whenever I was eating, so like I don't really remember exactly. But yeah, yeah, I think it, I think that's uh, similar because. Yeah. yeah, he was like a multi multi dimensional sprite who just showed up to cause problems for Picard. It's called a, uh, a a wood fairy, Danny. I swear. <laughs> I am, you know, I am so sorry for our magical listeners out there tonight. Danny's yeah. not using your appropriate uh, terms. So. <laughs> well, I apologize, for, everyone. Yeah, for sure. Blake, hit us with your number one. Uh, the MCU's Baron Zemo. I really don't know much about the comic Baron Zemo, but for for a, a man that has no powers, just a, just an average man to tear up and have the best dance moves. <laughs> Uh, are we before, distracting you? Come on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You gonna lie? You are. Like, oh, it's it's so great like that we're dancing to a mostly audio <laughs> podcast. Danny, look over there. Do you see that? Let's talk about. <laughs> Holy that. crap! Do you see that? Uh, before an average man to, to divide the, the Avengers, to get them hating each other, wanting to fight each other, uh, and, and then also to have the ties and connections and to run the operations that we've seen in Falcon and Winter Soldier. To me, he was the best part of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, I'm I not mean, gonna get into all they that. set the bar really low. So yeah, and, I know, and, but yeah, I, I feel I don't know. I, I feel like he's super underrated. I mean, it, man's been capable and has uh, achieved a, a lot of things. Just a regular guy. May, <laughs> maybe one of the more disappointing villain entries into the MCU because Baron Zemo was so prolific mm. in the comics. Uh, I mean, he was the leader of several different. Uh, uh, villain leagues are we playing footsies it's like uh, and I, I, mean, I didn't he, move my foot You're yeah he was a leg. great fighter and a very good uh lever of evil beings in and of himself mm. uh so i mean yeah very underrated in terms of that so i before before i get to my number one i want to respond to the mike casey in the comics saying graviton from marvel uh hell yeah graviton is a character that can basically control gravity uh i would have never very that. scary character <laughs> Very scary character. <laughs> I'll stare you down all day long, sir. Uh, like, and I mean, he, in in at least in the comics for a little bit, they kind of dumbed him down for a while, and, ga- and they gave him the whole, "Hey, you're a really powerful villain, but you have like 
mental issues uh, type weakness. Mm. But I mean, in his oh, power like set, one of the most like most powerful characters uh, in the in Marvel, really like maybe not the upper tier ones, but uh, very very powerful. Like we constantly take on Thor and Hulk, and and a lot of times win between them. You know, yeah. So. And then uh, my number one comes from uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, and it is not the Joker. It is Scarecrow from uh, from the very first Batman Begins. Hmm. Not only is this man incredibly smart, capable of devising these sinister plans to do stuff, but you remember in these movies, he was uh, a big part of the original one, worked with Ra's al Ghul, League of Shadows, to disperse the uh, the toxin into the air and do all that stuff. Second one, he was uh, he helped uh, all the prisoners escape uh, with Joker was behind the scenes and all that. And then the third one, he was also uh, you know in the whole thing uh, surviving. So I mean, this dude literally survived three of the Dark Knight movies, sure. where two of the other villains either were arrested with a Joker or uh, died in Bane, and he's still alive and kicking. So I mean, one mm. and I mean in the comics too, the dude's. All of his comics were so scary because he made Batman fight on a completely different level. It wasn't, hey, can you fight me physically? It was, hey, can you face your own demons because I'm going to make you uh, see him with the sphere toxin. Right. So it was always really interesting to see that uh, that battle go. What is yeah, they're currently doing a storyline in the Batman comics called Fear State where uh, Scarecrow has taken over Gotham and all of the citizens are just under the influence of his fear gas sure. and Batman's trying to pick up the pieces and put Gotham back together. And he's having a really hard time with it. Uh, but yeah, Scarecrow, I mean, scared's in the name. That's he's a terrifying character. Sure. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah. And then, also, I don't want, I want to say hi to Mike Casey. Welcome. Hi, welcome to the show. I already, I already did. That. I know. I, I know. I <laughs> personally wanted to say mine was genuine. Mike, uh, Danny's. Hey Mike, less, I want to so. say hi. Thanks for getting on the show. I'd like to, for the very first time, say welcome to Mike Casey to our podcast. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for watching and listening, man. Uh, sorry you weren't paying attention to anything else anybody was saying. Um, if, if Batman was such a good hero, why is Gotham still so fucked up? All right. Yeah. Uh, Heather, what was your number one? Heather, what was your number one? Let's, can, let's move on. Arcade, Arcade from Marvel. Wow. Yeah. That's a great choice. I Heather, no why'd you pick Arcade? Is. I'd like to see that one in a movie. Me I too. Mean, you know, his murder world. That'd yes. Pretty cool. He he turns uh he makes these traps for superheroes and makes them into these elaborate death traps sure. where it's also a game that they have to play. Um, so it's like superhero Saul. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Very so. Huh. Very very so. so. God, we are killing <laughs> it. Much though. yes. We uh, do podcasts so good. Me like so much. <laughs> Me, I'm talk microphone. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 comically inclined, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for those of us who That's were we around were in the mid-90s, um, X-Men 2 Arcade's Revenge was probably one of my favorite uh, video games at that point in my huh. life. Yeah. So he's even headlined a very famous video game. Uh, Ben's number one is Virgil from Devil May Cry. If you've played the Devil May Cry games, that's Dante's brother, his twin brother, um, who goes demon much earlier than Dante does and can uh, possess his full range of powers and abilities. In the original Devil May, Cry, Devil May Cry, he's one of the hardest characters to beat. 
He's got three forms. He starts out as uh, the dark, like a dark knight, and then he changes every time. Uh, you fight him, he gets stronger and bigger and scarier. But um, in the relaunch, Devil May Cry three is when you really get to see Virgil like for who he is. He's a katana wielding badass. He's super fast. He's the traditional samurai. He's amazing. I love Virgil. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, my number one. Uh, oh. Mike Casey also said he recalls Lady Deathstrike, but he doesn't know where she comes from. Lady Deathstrike is a cyborg uh, who is uh, – her father was one of the original scientists that laced Wolverine's bones right. with adamantium. And when Wolverine came out of the tank, he killed her father. And then Eureka, which I think is her name, um, had herself augmented cybernetically so that she could kill Wolverine. Is, is it, is it Mariko? I don't know. No, that is uh, that's a different. Yeah, is it? I th- okay. I think it's I think it's Jericho. Okay, gotcha. Probably Ben can tell us. Ben, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Lady Deathstrike. But my number one, uh, I believe she was actually the leader of the Reavers at one point. Uh, my number one is Darth Maul from Star Wars hey. Episode One. Uh, so for that to be, arguably the worst Star Wars movie of all time. One of the coolest villains of Star Wars. Hold on. You don't just get to say that and then move on like everybody's agreeable. You think Episode One: The Phantom Menace, is the worst of all the Star Wars movies. No. Okay. Other than Darth Maul, name one other good thing. Pod racing. racing. I'm not defending the movie, but I'm saying is there was two of those movies after that, and then there was the movies that will not not be named that just have come out. The, what was it? The you Revenge? think the new trilogy is worse than episode one? Yes, yeah. 100%. I, I would watch one through three before I'd watch seven through nine. <laughs> Who are these guys? I seriously, I don't know why you. Darth Maul alone was better than the entire new trilogy. Oh, I agree, hands down. So, I, I anyway. hated I hated this new trilogy, <clears throat> and I'm a Star Wars fan, Star Wars fan. So, in my opinion, the worst Star Wars movie features the best Star Wars character. And Darth Maul was originally intended to be the villain through the entire trilogy. He should have been. But then they decided to bring in Christopher Lee as Count Dooku. Now, I love Christopher Lee, but Count Dooku was not a good addition. No. He's a great actor. Star Wars mythos. But that was, no. I mean, he would have been cool as like a side character, but he didn't need to be the main Sith they were fighting. He he really would have been cool if he could have interacted with like, if him and Darth Maul would have interacted together, because you would have built an entirely new subset of being like, hey, you know, you got Count Dooku who's the Emperor's apprentice. You know, maybe he could have taken the place of Asajj Ventress. Yes, Asajj Ventress from the Clone Wars comics and kind of, you know, been doing that type of stuff. But, yeah. Well, uh, the problem uh, with the Sith is that it's a rule that there's only ever one master and one apprentice. So there's only ever two Sith. Hmm. Which I think is really dumb because at it one is. point the Jedi were fighting army of Sith. Right. So. Well, and also Count Dooku to me, like in the movie, he he, he literally looked like he was one saber fight away from being rode around in a wheelchair the rest of the movie. I mean, there was just no yeah agility. Ben, I'm gonna argue with you on this one. Uh, Liam Neeson is cool. Qui Gon oh. Jinn, not that great. Not not that impressed. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
Darth Maul, intended to be the villain through the rest of the original trilogy, finally got a reprieve in the Clone Wars TV series where they did give him the cybernetic lower, lower half that they planned for him in the movies. Um, and then we were lucky enough to see him at the end of Solo, a Star Wars movie. But that movie was so critically panned and considered to be a flop for a Star Wars film that I doubt we'll see anything come out of that post credit scene where we got to see Darth Maul come back. I hate to say this. I actually enjoyed that movie. I also liked I, Solo. I thought he played a great young Solo. A lot of people gave crap about him not looking enough like Han Solo or whatever. Well, but here's the thing. I actually think he looked apart. And then I read and, and watched some stuff to where this man literally studied Harrison Ford. This one? Okay. That one, too. He studied Harrison Ford. And he, if you really go back and look at the Star Wars movies where Harrison Ford was in them, and then look at – I can't remember his name, but look at a solo movie. He, he literally carried himself like like Harrison Ford. He walked like right. him. I mean, he spoke. I mean, I think he did a phenomenal job. I think job. it's a good movie. I don't yeah. hate it. I like solo. I think solo. he did a great portrayal of, of one of – Cinema, if not the entire uh, modern age of uh, heroes, one of the greatest heroes of our time, and Han Solo. So, yeah, I think we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, oh, and I, and I Han think... Solo's not of our time. He's of a long time ago. In like a of our time, far, like far of all, away. all written time. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the greatest. So all time ever in an ever-expanding infinite universe yeah. where anything in is possible. perpetuity forever. Han Solo okay. is on And Ben, there. I love Qui-Gon Jinn. I think Qui-Gon Jinn is better than Kylo Ren. Well, yeah, they're... How do, why are you comparing those two together? That's a weird comparison. Oh. I'm saying it's well, I'm just saying Qui-Gon Jinn was a well, Because you, you have a lot more screen time. Look, with nobody's a, arguing that Kylo Ren is cool. Nobody thought Kylo Ren was cool. I'm just, I'm just saying, no if, one. You, if you liked 7 through 9... You had to like better something. than Phantom Menace. Yeah, I did. <laughs> could could you imagine uh, Qui Gon Jinn just on his home island? Was is he Irish or uh, Scottish? Is he? He's Irish. He's Irish. Just just sitting in an Irish pub, and then the Jedi come <laughs> in and go, "Hey, Qui Gon, you got a lot of Medichlorians. Come with us." And he's like, "I don't know, fucking know you guys." Like he's like, "But I do have a <laughs> set of special skills." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have yeah. any credits, but what <laughs> I do have. <laughs> Ben's right. Kylo Ren before he took his helmet off was really was awesome. That well, was that, a that terrible is, mistake. That is. Yeah. True. The that second the true. helmet came off, he turned into a giant crybaby. Yes, <laughs> so bad. You know, honestly, they should have just given the people what they wanted and made Ray um, an o- a Kenobi. They should have made her a Kenobi. Would have been cool. Continued that storyline into <clears throat> Kenobi, and then you know been able to get rid of the whole Skywalker thing. Because I, I mean, mean, it was. Uh, I could I could talk about this. But anyway, this has been our Ever. top five. All right, so why don't we go ahead and pick our top five for next week, gentlemen? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Top five. Top five. (laughs) We've covered a lot of top five. We have. We've covered a lot. What about Let's come. Go ahead. top five theme music? What? You mean like... I'm, I'm calling my top five right now before somebody else does it. Like, Bullshit. Like, we could go for anything, like Harry Potter, uh, okay. Indiana yeah, yeah, Jones, yeah. Superman. Okay. It, okay. Video video game, cinema. Yeah. I guess comics don't have... Well, I guess... Dun, 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 dun. No, that's... Uh, what's Superman's? I feel like... 
That's Star Wars. No. They're both John Williams. Oh. John Williams is everywhere, man. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Top five theme musics. Yeah. Theme theme music songs. Top five theme songs. I already know what my number one is. Yeah? Yep. All right. So tune in next week to see our top five theme songs. Now, Hawkeye episode three dropped today. Oh. Uh, it came out two I, o'clock this morning. I loved it. I uh, I also really enjoyed the episode. Jared, not so much. Meh. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a good time with it. I am. I've, it's really fun. I, I get yes. that comparison to um, Die Hard that they have, mm-hmm. uh, or th- that everybody's talking about, uh, that it being set at Christmas time and then kind of what's going on and and hawkeye being kind of over it you know like the whole i'm right. too old for this shit yeah thing he's got going on kind of the, the, the reason they're kind of doing it yeah for sure the a little bit of like lethal weapon a little you bit guys, of you guys looking hard. at me this whole time yeah we, yeah, we were looking at i you. was reading shut <laughs> up <laughs> and, and i love the bickering back and forth between him and Haley steinfield uh, it's, it's just it's just like you said it's so fun so ben says before we get too far he has one question about hawkeye shoot walt Wow, this is riveting. We're just going to wait here for Ben to type out his question. Ben, I'm pretty Any sure it's now. your leg that's broke, not your... Okay, All right, good. here we are. Why does Ronan have a sheath if his sword is retractable? Because you have to have somewhere to put that sword handle. Shut up. You know better. It's a sheath that holds a sword handle. He don't walk around with it in his hand. Hey, let me go get a McDonald's burger while I'm holding my handle of my sword. Yeah, you definitely don't ever do that. You'll go to jail. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> My initial thought is that the sword retracts so that it's easier to travel with or to pack or sure. to carry somewhere. But during combat, he, keeps he doesn't it. retract it. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like both of our answers were correct. Yeah, yeah, all, we're all equally right. Answers, yeah. All three of us doesn't have yeah. to very often because he listen. <laughs> but. I, I also wonder if Ben has a theory. Um, if he's going to hit us with that. But in the meantime... We don't have enough time for that. Hawkeye episode three, (laughs) um, we get Echo right off the start, and we get an origin story for Echo that is very similar to Kate Bishop's origin story. They they parallel each other. You kind of see the different roads that they took. Where it diverged. Right. I I really like how they did that, actually. As did I. One of the most interesting things we see in her origin is Mm. Uncle. Yes. Who we are... Pretty sure. Finally, no, we ain't sure. Uh, well, is. I'm sure. Who <laughs> is Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin? He has entered in the MCU. In the MCU. Finally, I'm so, call- way sooner than we I expected. I'm I'm calling hot take. We will see uh, Daredevil on Hawkeye before No Way Home comes out. That would not hurt my feelings. I wouldn't be upset about no. that. What a what a perfect way to do it. They're in New York City. They're running around, and and, and this is. Post No Way Home as well, so you're going to be able to potentially set up some sort of new information or something to entice people for No Way Home as well. Right. Even if it was an after credit scene for Hawkeye, like after the very last episode, it it also, boom, Charlie Cox. I mean, if they're going to introduce Wilson Fisk, they might as well introduce, you know, Daredevil because, I mean... Those two are pretty much uh, inseparable in the in all this stuff. So yeah, right. usually wherever Daredevil is, yeah. Kingpin's not far behind. Right, but that's uh, super exciting as well. So yeah, that, that was fun. Did you know notice that 
All right, the guy that uh, translates for her signing, uh, he actually is the little kid that gets thrown down on the mat. Really? Yep. Uh, if you look at the credits, it says, what's his name, his character's name? I can't think. Uh, Yasa or Zasa. Or, I, I can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, it says Young. It says his name. It says Young. Wasn't it Kazi? It's Kazi. Yes, yeah. It says Young Kazi uh, in the credits. So that was actually him getting thrown down by that kid. Uh, so I'm guessing somehow that's where they've met and begin their friendship uh, hmm. at a young age. Right. Well, it's it's really cool. We know that we're getting Echo as a series later on. She's getting her own series after Hawkeye. I know that in the comics, Echo's father was killed by the Kingpin. Um, so we saw on screen that sh- he's actually killed by Ronan mm-hmm. in this story. So I don't know what the turn for her is going to be, that she goes from a villain to a hero. Uh, but somewhere in this story, she's going to turn. I mean, and, and in the map... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear your sweet words. After you. Uh, in the Matt Fraction series, actually, Kingpin kills her father. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually curious if they're just doing a different... <laughs> I just said that. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But, but like, I'm, I'm wondering, though... Hey, my, um, I'm working I'm gonna, up to I'm my theory. I'm going to interrupt you right there. I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, in the in the comics, Kingpin's the one that kills her dad. I'm, so. I'm, I'm leading somewhere with this. So the re- reason I say that... reason I repeat Danny... It's because I wonder, was that really Ronan? Or, you know, the Kingpin's really sly about turning things on, you know, around. So during the Ronan period, did he have someone just dress up like Ronan and go in there? Like Bullseye? And, and, and kill them and murder him? Because I'm, because he wanted, you know, Echo to be working for him and on his list. So, you know, her father's getting old. Maybe he wasn't, you know, as credible to him anymore. So he actually had a Ronan, a Ronan setup go in there and have him killed. It, I mean, honestly, they could do it as simple as just going throughout the movie. She realizes that maybe what she's a part of, like the reason why Ronan killed her dad and all those people were because they were bad, bad men doing bad things. Sure. And maybe. <laughs> but she's and, doing it too, so she knows. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ben is also letting us know in the comments that, uh, <laughs> uh, that Wilson Fitz is the one that killed her. Uh, so I kind of zoned out for a minute, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's okay. You just, I, was, you just... I coughed over here when you were saying that, so I couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that'd be a good story arc for her from going from being a lieutenant of Wilson Fisk to ultimately potentially helping Hawkeye when she realizes, hey, like, the, you know, the reason why these people died and I was seeking revenge was because they well, were just bad people doing bad things, you know? Here's my opinion on that. I, I, I like that opinion, but she's already doing bad things and leading the crew now. That's true. So, like, wh- wh- why Sure, would- but, I mean, when you're doing it for vengeance, it it's a lot different of a motivation than just doing it because you're a bad person. She's hunting down Ronan because... She knows that he killed her uncle, right? You know, and and in this because he's doing the same stuff that she's doing right now for Kingpin. Yeah, but I mean, I guarantee you, the only reason she's a part of this group is because she wants the means to find Ronan and kill him. Not because she she wants to. Yeah, and when she finds out it's Hawkeye, here's what's gonna happen. I'm I could write for Marvel. I'm calling it. She's gonna be interacting with him. He's gonna potentially either save her or do something to where it shows that he's not the evil person that you know she was like sure. that she thought he was and then they're gonna have a heart to heart where he's like he's like listen i'm sorry that i killed your uncle but they were bad men bad. they were doing bad things is he gonna learn sign and language then, to tell her that or she can read lips dude that's true that's true i didn't think about that yeah maybe pay attention next time <laughs> you dick <laughs> hey did like, you know in the matt fraction series that it actually wasn't Ronan? my god <laughs> yeah 
Uh, ben told us that earlier. <laughs> yeah. So Blake, I'm a big fan of Image and DC. Oh, no. What? Uh, no, I was getting ready to talk about the Pim Arrow. It's time for a new segment called "When Danny Segways." We're gonna interrupt him. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Danny. See what happens. I got ADD. Uh, Who released? Hey, the Danny. I don't know. I, the Pim Arrow is really cool. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Danny. You like DC comics and Dark yeah, Horse comics I, and all kinds of weird comics that really don't matter. But do you know how I prefer my comics? <laughs> no, Blake. How? Make my. I make mine Marvel. <laughs> So on Make Mine Marvel, well, I am never going to introduce this correctly. <laughs> hey, what are we doing right now? Me trying to introduce Make Mine Marvel is like us trying to introduce you as a uh, content producer. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. Boom, roasted. Well, you know. <laughs> Face. Uh, so we are still in Avengers Disassembled. Okay. We are got a four issues of the Avengers, and it's four-part called Chaos. And when I say Chaos, I'm not going to lie. This You're is talking my... about this segment? <laughs> What? You're talking oh, about this segment? Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, chaos. And when I mean, it really is chaos. This was the most enjoyable four issues out of this whole series so far. I yeah. think there might be seven or eight issues left, and we're finally finally done with it. Uh, but, I mean, this was intense. Starts off with a few of the Avengers at Avengers Mansion. Uh, Jack of Hearts shows up like a zombie. He's supposed to be dead. They don't know why he's there. And all of a sudden... Scott Lang goes out there to pretty much say, hey, what's going on? Thought you were dead. Boom. <laughs> blows up the mansion. Blows up Scott Lang. Disintegrated. Dead. Is that the Uh-oh. kind of quality uh, uh, writing that they have? Hey, what, what are you doing over there? What's yeah. going on, man? Yeah. Hey, well, man, I mean, do, do, you, do you want me to give you the full conversation they had? Because I can. I mean, I just I want you to put a little bit of uh, joie de vivre. And just go, yeah, he just comes in. He just goes, oh, yeah. And then the other guy's like, what? Well, the other guy's a zombie. So he's down like... I haven't read this, man. Just fucking sell it to me. Come on. No, anyway, so boom. Right off the bat, Ant-Man is killed. Scott Lang Ant-Man is killed. Uh, Wait, ooh, how was he killed? That sounds bad. Yeah. Self, the Jack of Hearts guy. I really don't know who that is. Jack of Hearts. Okay. Self-destructs. Ooh. Self-destructs blow him up and blows half the mansion up. Oh, shit. Uh, oh. The Avengers mansion. <clears throat> Only person that kills is Ant-Man because he was right there beside him. Uh, so it's like Thanos' snap. It just got half the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... God, every time it didn't, it didn't kill the Avengers that were in it. Every so. every time uh, I hear Ant Man and Thanos in the same instance, I think if Ant Man would just win in Thanos's butt, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's true. So that cuts off to a scene where you got Tony Stark, uh, uh, Hank Pym, and them talking to a whole bunch of political figures. They're talking about the classico Avengers should have control, shouldn't have control against who? The UN. Oh. I mean, the whole UN thing where, you know, they feel like they should be controlled. Some of them don't. Wait, did you say UNs or, or the UNs? UNs? Okay. The UNs. Sometimes United with Nations. your southern accent, I thought you were yeah. saying you're Sorry. UNs. Sorry. Uh, UNs is northern accent. <clears throat> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not? Aww. No. I've never, I'm never heard anybody say UNs, okay. so. I'm from Chicago, and I never heard it until I came down here. Oh, okay. Where are you from, Danny? Yeah. Chicago. Cool. All right, continue. You know, he's on the Oprah show. But, uh. I <laughs> 
<laughs> We're so, supposed to be razzing you, yeah. not me. <laughs> so uh, Tony's talking so to them, and out of nowhere, Tony Stark's apparently on his sobriety kick. He's been on so- sober from drinking alcohol for, him. for years, for years. And out of nowhere, he starts getting pissed, <laughs> acting drunk. And he pretty much tells some senator that he would kill him right there in front of being filmed on the news. Hank Pym loses it, takes him out of the, off, takes him out of the, uh, the host scene there. And was he like hitting Janet and he like turned around and was well, like, oh shit. Funny yeah. thing is, Tony's like, leave me alone. Don't you have a wife to beat? Oh. <laughs> I'm not. Damn. That's exactly what he tells him. I mean, Tony's just going off like he's just, just drunk and thing. That's why we will never have Hank Pym on this show. <laughs> So, anyways, fuck you, Hank Pym. You know, Pym's going off on him. I, I knew. I mean, Pym's going off on him, saying, oh, "I knew your, your sobriety wasn't true." He's like, "No, I haven't had nothing to drink, but I, I feel drunk. I, I don't know what's going on." Cuts off there. Shows back to Avengers at the mansion out in the front yard, pretty much mourning over Scott, trying to figure out what's going on. And then next thing you know, out of the air comes Vision in the Quinjet, straight blows up the rest of the mansion, just crashes <laughs> into it. It's a real 9-11 moment yeah, for the Avengers yeah. Mansion. This is like a Fast and the uh, Furious script, Vision, Vision kind of walks out of the fire, uh, turns into a zombie, and then all of a sudden opens up his mouth real wide, and like all these metal balls come up and turn into Ultron bots. Oh, I thought that was going in a completely different direction. <laughs> mouth opens up. No. we're talking about uh, another scene or something. Yeah. Uh, unleashes all these Ultron bots. They're freaking out. They're not sure what's going on. Uh, She-Hulk like loses complete control of her form. She-Hulk's out into like this massive, grotesquely uncontrollable thing and starts fighting all the Avengers, trying, huh. to, trying to kill them. She's still beautiful in her own way, though. Right, yeah. Oh, man, the pictures of her hulking out bigger was not beautiful she's at on, all. On well, the that's inside, actually, she's beautiful. in the current Avengers comics, she's the Avengers Hulk, and she's a big, like, big green hulked-out version, very similar really? to when Bruce... Gotcha. In, instead of the, like, more slender version so, she usually has. So there's a female Captain Britain in this series, uh, in the Wasp. She pretty much beats them to unconsciousness. I mean, talking about critical, fatal, about to die. Uh, female Captain Britain beats the Wasp? No, 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 no. She-Hulk beats both of them to oh. where they're, they're practically dead almost. Whoop. They're just laying there with the heartbeat. She, just barely she, she beat them like in a fair fight, not like how Hank Pym uh, <laughs> beat Janet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, by this time, all the superheroes that Fantastic Four, I mean, there's like 50 of them that show up out of nowhere right there trying to figure out what's going on. I think Nick Fury called them or somebody paged them. But anywho. Uh, <laughs> I like I like how they still use pagers in this technological yeah, yeah. <laughs> age. Hey, hey, Captain Marvel, when you go away, here's this pager that we'll never ever get better technology for again. So all, all, we have like 75, 50, 75 superheroes here with the uh, Avengers. They're trying to figure out what they can do to help, what's going on. They don't know. Well, they look up in the sky, and all of a sudden, boom, here's a Kree warship. It pops up out of nowhere. Starts, Man. starts blasting at them. All of a sudden, the Kree, that happens. Kree transport down to the ground. They're actually hand-to-hand combat shooting them uh, going on. And uh, Hawkeye ends up sacrificing himself. He gets like just caught on fire by a whole bunch of blasts. And I guess he knows he's about to die. So he literally just shoots himself up to the Kree warship and just ignites all of his arrows and blows the whole thing up and kills himself. Yeah. I mean, wow. it, on, there's a on. lot of death in this so Wait, thing. hold on a second. You're saying that Hawkeye was on fire. Yeah, it, that's, it he... literally showed his arrow pack in, in flames. And and they're like, oh, crap, he's about to die. It's called the, it's called the quiver. Quiver. There we go. You're welcome. Yep, no problem. It's oh the thing that happens. He was not quivering, I can tell you that, though. <laughs> uh, so the, 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 Kree, the Kree are uh, 
they get destroyed. They're they're dead. So now everybody's freaking out. They're, everybody's going on. Hey, we know something's not right. Vision, you know, just did Ultron boss turn into a zombie. The Jack of Hearts. What the hell is going on? Uh, she Hulk loses control of everything. Almost kills a couple of people. Well, then all of a sudden, Doctor Strange uh, shows up in his astral projection. That's projection gonna make form. it better. And he's yeah. like, "Hey guys, guess what? Some magic's being used, like way out of hand. This is this none. Of this is hap- it's happening. These people are really dead stuff." He's like, "But reality's being controlled by Wanda." Oh, okay. <gasps> so everybody, done, every, done, yeah. done. <laughs> Literally, it feels like we just went from like another version of House of M type thing. Almost, it feels like. Yeah. So. Uh, they sit there and everybody's in denial saying it's not Wanda. He convinced them, okay, it's Wanda. Well, they go find Wanda. Well, she's in a house with another version of Vision and the two kids again. And this is after, like, they've done got rid of the kids. Agatha erased her memory from it because they mentioned that. And so they're like, how in the world did she find out that all this happened because everything was erased? They don't know why. Well, come to find out, Agatha is sitting in the house, too, as a rotten corpse. Apparently she got a hold of Agatha and like got her memory back and just has her sitting in a rocking chair, rotten, hmm. um, rotten away. Uh, so Doctor Strange and all them pretty much tell her, "Hey, you need to quit this. You're hurting people. Same old story." And that usually works. Yeah, yeah, that's. And then Doctor Strange the kills her. Way. I mean, I'm pretty sure he kills her. Doesn't really say, "Hey, she's definitely dead," but they're like, "Yeah, she's not sleeping." Just like, literally. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like, ho- he's like, ho- wired her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just some some magic. They did some magic stuff. He did some chants, and sh- they were like, you know, combining each other, and then poof, his overcame hers. And uh, Magneto pulls up. It's like, ah, oh, I knew it was my daughter all along. There's a joke there. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was my daughter all along. Magneto, father of the fucking year. Yeah. And oh, uh, you killed my daughter. I knew that was coming. <laughs> picks her up in his arms. Her dead body flies off with her. The end. Hey. <laughs> hey, seriously, that 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 is it. But uh, all all this stuff that we've been seeing, the weird stuff happening, it's all been Wanda actually kind of manipulating reality and and not even doing like a fake reality, just manipulating the real reality, the reality. Right. Hey, uh, did you know that uh, Wilson Fisk was actually the one to kill Echo? <laughs> no, actually, that was Wanda warping the reality of that. Oh, that really did happen. Yeah. Oh, so huh. hmm. yeah. That ben, was... can you fact check that, please? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we have a few more uh, episodes of a couple more characters, I guess, that takes after this and Avengers Disassembled, and we'll be on those next week. That's this week for Make Mine Marvel. Hi guys. Hey, what's hey, up, man? Long time no see. Long time no see. So we are going to do a little segment here <gasps> where we uh we're gonna generate some Patreon content. Ooh. Yeah. So uh full disclosure, I am way behind on getting our Patreon content up, but we're we've got a lot. Um I'm about done with our one chip challenge video. That should be going up here pretty soon, and then we'll Ooh. have the the Patreon up and open for everybody to get into. Um, but that we are... challenge was the stupidest thing I'm ever. I'm having PTSD. <laughs> so we are doing, um, I don't even have a name for this segment yet, so we should probably work on that too. But what we are going to do is a free form storytelling 
where we create a superhero and then tell his ongoing adventures with or a full her. cast. Or her. There. There. Their ongoing adventures. <laughs> Thank you. With a cast of villains and sidekicks and love interests and everything. So the very first thing we need to do, and this is where you guys come in, um, we want your help with this. So everybody listening, everybody watching, and then also if you're watching this after the fact, don't be afraid to send us ideas as well because we should be able to use them. Yeah. Even even <sighs> ideas for, for future stuff as well because I think we're going to try to make this uh, our, uh, maybe not a super long-running thing, but – I would say if we can get it to like 10 or 20 episodes of yeah, absolutely. character development, we'll need storyline stuff down the road as well. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I have a, I have a first idea if you guys are okay, okay. with it. Okay. Um, we name uh, this character echo and <laughs> the whole thing is, is that Wilson Fisk uh, killed her uncle and that she's, she's trying to <laughs> vie for revenge. Okay. Jared, you j- listen, it got thrown up there. I'm just, I'm just bringing it home, man. That's Jared. all I'm doing. Yeah. It's her father. That's Wilson her father? Fisk killed her father. Well, this is a different timeline. <laughs> Multiverse bitch, you can't tell me that's not true. <laughs> anyway, so I think the first thing we need to do is we need to come up with a name for our superhero. Mm. So, no no wrong answers, no bad ideas. Uh, first thing, right off the top of your head. What the do you glider. Think? Okay, the glider. So that's... This is going to be interesting. Hey, listen, man. I'm not saying they're all golden, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it. So ideas. I'm just gonna go ahead and cross that off the list right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just so no. That could yeah. be a fun one. There's there's a guy named <laughs> Kite Man, dude. The glider's not the worst thing. Though. Not necessarily the best one to aspire to be, though. Either. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then you come up with one. Okay. The grinder. The... <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes with Jared's first one. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying we're gonna use this one, but. Could you maybe give us an idea as to what the grinder is? He grinds crime. Am I spelling that? I'm assuming it's G R I N D E R. I N D R. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get that one uh, approved first because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's no, a I, format I, where, I'm uh, just that, but, where uh, men meet other men that uh, that's already uh, called something like that. So how about uh, Osmosis Jones? Oh dang! Sorry, taken. I've, I'm drawing a blank on. Come on, uh, Danny, you got this. How about uh, let's? Hey, before we come up with a name, let's do the most important part of this. What is the character's powers, and then we can kind of figure yeah. out a name. That, oh, I like that. That, that, yeah, that makes yeah. a little bit builds us off something. So, can this character fly? Um, no. Yes. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, I think flight is fine as long as flight's not his main his main power set. You know, because flight's kind of an. Also, he can fly things. So yeah, he's he's mobile, or she's mobile, or they're mobile. They're mobile. Yeah, yeah. Who's they? There. I live in southeast Missouri. I'm sorry, my my yeah. nouns are. Uh, slow Mike. Surely. Mike said uh, Captain Kyle of the SS Douche Canoe. Huh. <laughs> uh. Ben says he needs a cool ship. Um, let's say he needs a cool. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Ben. So let's let's start at ground level then. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah for sure. So without flight. Yeah, so what he needs a ship he can fly in, right? That's what he's saying. Huh? He needs a cool ship he can fly in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So this is great. We're doing. Does he have a cape? No. No, no cape. I yeah. hate capes. No capes. No cape. Batman has a cape. Fuck you. Um, Plot armor. 
I'm so I'm so tired of hearing the word plot and armor put together in that particular way. All right. Color scheme. What color is this costume? Let's do orange and orange and black, just orange, like yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it's orange and colors. black. Orange yeah, and black. Yeah. Orange and black. All right, here's here's my thought. Here's my thought. Um uh, what if what if this is some sort of in in the in the terms of leveling characters, this is a street level power type hero um and he uses weapons and different things uh but he also has the ability to not <laughs> G- sorry listen listen i don't need you to- i always listen to whatever you say and i never it's interrupt sorry. you it's, I've no, never it's not you it's ben <laughs> yeah it's not you it's ben <laughs> well, no, it's about you. I hate you because so it's sandwich cooler than Milano. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I get it. No, never, um, never mind. I forgot my idea now. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You got no, it's good. It's good. I'm glad you he guys can be cool, entertained. No, no, and I'll, hey, I'll pick you up back where you were. He uses weapons. Ground level hero. He, he uses cool weapons. You said. So I think if we develop a character that is is more gritty, like almost like a Batman style character, then we won't get. You know, super crazy. Well, unless you guys want to get super crazy with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does he have a weapon? Okay. I'm thinking a spear. Okay. Okay. What does he? What does he like, do with the spear? Is it like just a javelin a spear? type thing? Or no, not a, a javelin. Spear? Because is javelin it? is a character and he sucks. Yeah. Is it a is he a mythological character? Is he a character from old or is he just a newer character that that's... newer character. Okay. He found a mythological spear of old. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Give him a give him a normal name. Give him a normal ass name for his it's his everyday name. Let's give him a normal name. Like Tom? Josh? Jared. Jared. No, that's not Josh. It. Jared's don't have good track record in society right now, so we're gonna keep it from that. Josh? Josh what? Come on, guys. It needs to be an alliteration because I'm a big fan of Stanley's naming cycle, John. so it needs to also start with a J. Josh. John. Josh John? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's too close uh, to John Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. too much. Uh, Josh Jenkins. Josh Jenkins, Jenkins is. is our everyday. Uh, what does he, Josh Jenkins, do for a job? We need we need to have him have a way to find this spear, which is kind of like his almost Shazam-like power source that allows him to turn into this person. Ben said Tim Patrick. Ah, so close, Walt. Yeah. Well, uh, since he's got this, you know, this old spear and stuff. What if he works like in a museum, well, archaeologist or something? Yeah, maybe he's on a dig, dig, digging. Ar- yeah, okay. That's how he came across. Yeah. So it's uh, Hawkman. He's an archaeologist. Yeah, kind, yeah, kind of that level, but he's in Greece and not in Egypt because we're uh, going with the more. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like what Greek. if he's in Jerusalem? What if it's the spear of destiny? Oh Jesus! Oh yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, but well, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, what if his spear's like ha- has kind of like, all right, you know, like we're. I don't know He'd be says. like Bible man. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> carries the steel spear of destiny. His uniform. He wears the shroud of of Jesus. <laughs> no, okay. I don't feel comfortable. What, what if his spear has like energy in it? Like when he throws it and it, he can throw it toward anything. It's kind of like so, like when Gambit touches something and it can blow up, but the spear is indestructible. So the, the spear. So his powers are energy-based coming from the spear. Yeah. Okay. Energy spear. Can he shoot blasts out of it, too? Yes. Mm, no. Think? Mm. 
Okay, so here's the problem with blast is like from like a magical weapon. They either do absolutely they do like C level uh, CW level damage where they knock somebody over and they get back up and they're fine or it's so OP that it doesn't make it interesting. So that's kind of a fine line of going between the So I'm listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben's saying that when he wields the spirit, he dons an orange and black armor. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a like a newer Black age Knight. like Greek like you know style uh, armor, uh, but like for more modern times, like almost like how Blue Beetle used to have the old Blue Beetle outfit, and then the newer ones, uh, you know, now have like a more modern uh, look to them. You know, kind of uh, changing with the times. Well, the so. original Blue Beetle was another Batman style character and just wore a blue costume, and then the current Blue Beetle, uh, Jaime Reyes. Um, has a almost a symbiotic style um, creature, the scarab that is on his back that generates his whole costume and all of his powers. Hmm. So, all right, I have a name. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, so, so I was looking up uh, Greek gods just you know in my spare time just now. I looked up the uh, the Greek god of defense. You know the 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 god that guard, guards you in your home. And there's a, a Greek god that's his name's Ana Anakitos. Uh, Spell that for me. So so I want to break it down. Instead of Anakitos, let's name our character Ketos. So the yeah. Ketos is almost like, like Q U I T O S. K E T O S. Okay. So oh, so like the, so like keto, keto like the keto diet. Keto, diet. but ketos, yeah. Is like that ketosis? That? Yeah, yeah, ketosis. That, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you going with that? Well, uh, when your body goes into ketosis, you burn all the sugars in your body. That's a thing that happens yeah. to people. Oh. Well, usually, anyway. when, usually when I put sugar into my body, it's called being a fat ass. But <laughs> <laughs> but you're so sweet, Jared. So sweet, yeah. It's so sweet. What's he doing? All right, all right. Is that is that acceptable? So ketos? ketos, yeah, yeah. So like it's almost there, like or... almost like the helmet of fate, or like the blue, you know, blue beetle style thing. Like when he or goes out uh, and he uses the uh, spear, maybe he can fight without the spear's power, but then he can do like an Avatar: The Last Airbender thing where he can use the spear to turn into this uh, person. I swear to God, you guys keep. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know, man, fuck you, man. Fuck you, real, real good. I don't know. I'm over here t- looking at these guys. They're looking at the screen, laughing at your comments. <laughs> no, somebody else do this. I'm not doing it anymore. Why? I'm just gonna look at we the named screen. him. We have a name. Ketos is our uh, our superhero's name. <clears throat> yes, I am, Ben. Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> All right. So we have his powers. Okay. It's energy based. I'd say if we're gonna give him flight. He has to aim the spear down and shoot himself off like a rocket. Yeah, like he doesn't have full flight, but he has the ability to to jump high enough to where it's like it, it, can, it can leap him, you know, right. push him. Like off. he can't yeah. fly without the spear. Yeah, like yeah he has to be sure. holding it like yeah. a, like a witch's broom. Yeah. Oh my god, the spear pulls well, you off. I, I don't even feel like the, I don't even <laughs> like he can fly with the spear. I think I feel like the spear could just project him long distances. Yeah, almost like giant leaps. Ooh, That's what I'm saying. Ooh, f okay. that. Here's what we do. We do okay. a, okay. we do okay. a sort okay. of a uh, uh, nightcrawler t- style thing where he throws a spear, goes from one place to another. Oh, so okay. like um, uh, fourth Hokage or yeah, yeah, third sure, Hokage. Sure. Yeah, or um, there was that Final Fantasy movie where the pe- the um, the Glade Watch where they would throw their knives and they'd go from one they you know they'd be able to I like uh, it. Uh, Go from one place to another. So, so wherever oh. the spear lands, that's where he can teleport to. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got super strength to be able to throw it very far. 
Well, yeah, he's sure. got above average human strength that right. I want him to have like Hulk level super strength. Yeah, he's, right, right, yeah, right, he's right. got normal, you know, fit person strength before he utilizes the spear, but then whenever sure. he decides to do it, like it's uh you know, he, yeah. he gets a little The armor more. makes him stronger. It's like an exosuit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I like that. Yeah. Uh fourth Okage. Thank yeah. you, Ben. What it what is this man's cause? What is he what is he uh what's he in it for? Uh well He's an archaeologist. Um, he found this on a dig. Yeah. Um, well, his name is City. What city is he in? Are we putting him in New York? New Akron, York. Ohio. <laughs> Listen, I think I think New York's the wrong setting for it. I think it needs to be somewhere that's uh, older, like, and got has more history than that. Maybe uh, like. I, I don't know if it needs to be overseas or something, but I think New York's a little too uh Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. great the great city of Chicago, Illinois where <laughs> that was everything... your daughter's idea. Yeah. <laughs> Washington DC. I don't know. You guys choose. Well there's <laughs> I, I feel that in superhero stories there has to be a good number of skyscrapers. Right. Um it just doesn't really work if there aren't. Sure. Which is why New York, and then all of the analogs for New York, which are Gotham and all, like yeah, yeah. How, how about he's based and... out in New York? The museum that he was doing the dig for is in New York, but then part of what he's doing uh, with this, maybe his dad was uh, an archaeologist and he died uncovering, trying to uncover something. Maybe the spear is what it was, and then there's people that are after him based on it, and we have a whole. He's learning about the spear like a on crime the crime family. Yeah. Like a like a tracksuit uh, type people, you know, mm. and uh, maybe he finds out that Wilson Fisk killed his uh kills his, <laughs> kills his dad. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Texas. We're spitballing here now. I think we got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, good is there is there a Tulsa, Texas? I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't know. Bid. <laughs> it's a big ass state. It's possible. I'm sure, it's probably. It's almost as big as Oklahoma. Get out. <laughs> so this crime family who was also looking for the spear killed his father. Yep. And he's sworn revenge on that crime family, but also crime in general. So very much a Batman. Because not only does origin. he like to preserve artifacts, he likes to preserve humanity. Oh, that's a tagline right there. If I've ever seen it, <laughs> he's in, not in just a world. saving history. He's saving lives. <laughs> All right. So Josh Jenkins, uh, is an archaeologist following his, following his dad's footsteps. Uh, maybe he's also trying to figure out what happened to his dad and he's doing a Laura Croft style search for the thing that your dad had been looking for your whole life. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. finds it right on the heels of, these uh, evil people trying to get it. Maybe it's some sort of gang of people that are f- just following the ideas of our main big bad, uh, mm. you know, who's who wants it for uh, some sort of nefarious purpose. And he's got to find out what the spear is and also find out what happened to his dad at the same time while beating some ass, you know? Yeah, while kicking some straight ass. Uh, Mike, I do just want to say you're basically outlining the plot to the Jackie Chan adventures. I love that show. I mean, we're also outlining several different things together. I I was reading it. I was like, that's 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 talismans. Very small Texas. Very small Tulsa, Texas. Thank you, Ben. Okay. So, all right. So we got a, we got a a character. We have a character. Yeah. yeah. So 
Cool. All right. Well, you guys, uh, when our Patreon goes up, and it will be definitely on the Facebook page, if not here where we announced the Patreon being live. Uh, but <laughs> Jackie, Uncle Gato Willis. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. that's, that is funny. <laughs> uh, but, uh, when the Patreon goes live, you can see the continuing adventures of Kitos, um, uh, AKA Josh Jenkins and his quest to avenge his father and destroy all of crime and preserve. Destroy. <laughs> he can smell cry. <laughs> this is so all stupid. Right. It's going to be great. I love it so Man, much. I want to go watch Jackie Chan adventures now. It's so good. I, I love it. You want to go watch it? I love One it, more thing. <laughs> Ooh. Doc Chi is near. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the, really the biggest question I could ask is Blake, are you done? Uh, I am. I don't know about y'all too. Oh, I don't. I'm not done. Jared, are you done? Hell no. Let's do this. No, you got this. All this right. week on Are You Done, we <laughs> Hi, have the Blake. Punisher versus Deathstroke. Where Danny and Jared battle head to head, who's got the best character, and you vote which one is best. Yeah, that's so, that exactly right. Are y'all ready? <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> I don't think he is. You know, one of the best things we do on this podcast <laughs> is our segues and everything. We are so skilled it. We know all of the things, so. Oh, yeah. so right. Danny goes first. I'm ready. <laughs> so, all right. So, who who are our characters before we begin this? Uh, I, I said it while Danny oh, was laughing. You? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Punisher and Deathstroke. Oh, that's who we have. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're prepared. Oh, yeah. You have the floor, sir. And Danny, let's go. So, Punisher versus Deathstroke. I just want to say that Deathstroke is DC super soldier who has a mild uh, healing factor. You know who Punisher beats the shit out of annually? Wolverine. The best there is at what he does. They get together every year in either Punisher's or Wolverine's comic, and they take turns every other year. And whoever's year it is to tell the story, that one wins the fight. Punisher has defeated Wolverine several times in hand-to-hand and direct combat, making Deathstroke not the best there is at what he does because Deathstroke's lost to Batman and Green Arrow, and the Teen Titans. Not the best there is at what he does, and nowhere near on Punisher's level. (laughs) Frank Castle is one of the greatest, most powerful tactical minds and soldiers that the world has ever seen, and even without any sort of serum to make him on Deathstroke's level, he still wins this fight. Jared, you ready to follow that up? Hold on one second. I need a a minute to... uh... To remember, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Jared, here we go. <clears throat> so stupid, you're such a stupid boy. Okay, so Deathstroke's <laughs> from uh, DC Comics. He was part of a uh, superhuman uh, program from the U.S. Army. Uh, they endowed him with uh, uh, Captain America level strengths, and uh, they also uh, allowed for his brain to be able to use ninety percent of its capacity, which, if anybody knows, uh, is a shit ton. So he is a highly intelligent, highly effective assassin who is much stronger than Punisher ever was. 
And we're not talking about a little girly fight between Wolverine and, and the Punisher. <laughs> we're talking about a no holds bars. Somebody's going to be dead at the end of this. And would you rather have a guy that, you know, he's a good he's a good fighter. He's, he shoot good guns and all that good stuff. But Deathstroke is literally on a whole nother planet. This dude's got uh, freaking uh, top tier armor. He is a specialist in every weapon known to man. This guy is a fantastic fighter and has uh, gone up toe to toe against a lot of different uh, characters in the in the DC universe. So let's. Uh... I hate that so much. <laughs> uh, y'all ready to argue and override each other? <laughs> Yep. All right, and go. Listen, listen. Okay, I I'll give you I'll give you this. The Punisher can be a a, a great combatant. He's done a lot of quality things. But you're talking a one v one battle. Let me De- ask you a real simple well, question. Let me let me ask you not to interrupt me for a second, sir. <laughs> well, I get to interrupt. I'm going to ask you a question, and then we're going to okay. fi- then you could ask me a question. I won't interrupt you. Do you would Deathstroke has the better armor? Yes. Better armor, armor. Yeah, he's plot got the armor. better armor. He's got <laughs> he's got the better weapons. He he's he's got a sword that has been able to hurt uh, Superman, which Punisher does not have. He is a master at all of his weapons, and he does not give a fuck. He will okay. he will snipe the Punisher from a thousand yards away. So and, in and a then fight whistle between, his way down the street, in a fight between Green Arrow and Punisher, who do you have? Listen, listen. If we're gonna go, that's a very simple question, Jared. Can you answer it? You could say whatever you want. We both have the Punisher. Any character in comics is gonna have those fights where somebody else won for whatever reason. I'm talking about Deathstroke versus the Punisher. Yeah, Deathstroke's gonna win every single time. Green Arrow versus Punisher. Who you got? Uh, Punisher, right? Okay. No, Green Arrow Arrow versus the Punisher. Over. Uh, Green Arrow would beat the Punisher and over again. Green Green Arrow's the better fighter. How is Green Arrow gonna beat the Punisher? I don't know. There is no way in hell. Green Arrow wins that fight. And you know how many times he's beat Deathstroke? A lot. You know, you know, wins in a fight between Batman and the Punisher? The fans, that's who. So anyway, yeah. listen, uh, listen, listen. In the grand scheme of things, Frank Castle's a great mind. He, he He's a great tactician. He's a great fighter. But he's just a man. Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, is not a man. He who is, loses to teenagers. Is, yeah. Who gets his ass kicked because by a made, bunch of teenagers. Because they made Deathstroke back in the days where they were making Robin, it super comic-y. Who New has 50, no powers whatsoever you tell, you tell has me, kicked his ass. Let me ask you one question. New 52 Deathstroke destroys Teen Titans. New 52 doesn't exist anymore. So what's your point? It, it, it exists in our in our canon. It well, happened. It this, is there. I'm this. asking you specifically. I'm New, saying. Oh, Jesus well, yeah. Christ. Okay. So, so then your argument. Well, I guess we're going to say space ghost rider. You're taking. You're space taking one ghost point in time. Deathstroke. No, fuck that. You're taking one point in time and saying that Deathstroke loses to the Teen Titans. Hey, but hey, then you uh, won't let me argue. Done. I don't we care. Are we are done. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Your argument's bullshit. I'm not standing for it anymore. And this week on Are You Done, Jared is disqualified. So that automatically makes Danny the winner. The people know. The people know. Hey, Jared, you do get last word. Rebuttal time. You do get last word. So stupid. He just never lets me talk, man. You need to to start fixing that shit. (laughs) All right, Danny. Last chance. Here we go. I'm ready. So... If we're going to be able to just take our characters from any point in their timeline, then I could also take Frankencastle whenever Frank Castle was turned into a giant super strength version of Frankenstein. And also we could do Space Ghost Rider, who's also 
uh, Frank Castle in the future who gets the spirit of vengeance and becomes literally the punisher of the entire galaxy. And in neither of those situations would Deathstroke even have a hope of winning that fight. So I guess if you're going to say the, that we can just pick at any point in their timeline we want to. Disqualify him. He talked after the buzzer. Actually. <laughs> hey, if you're going to be impartial, you better be Well, I'm not being impartial. impartial. You kind of went 30 seconds after the buzzer last. <laughs> it's fine. He yeah, but it, it was bullshit is what it was. All right. And here goes your last word. And go. Listen. Listen. We're not saying any point in time, but you're literally taking a character who has has been consistently pretty badass and then degrading them down to one single thing and saying blah, blah, blah. The, the Punisher with the John Travolta... If I were to take that motherfucker, Deathstroke's going to whoop him any day of the week. That guy's not doing nothing, so that whole argument's vain. I'm literally giving you the facts. Deathstroke, better armor. Deathstroke, better fighter. Deathstroke, healing factor and the ability to have super level strength. And he's the better mind out of the two, hands down. He wins 10 out of 10. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are about facts, and some of us are just about making wild accusations that don't stick. So, <laughs> Jared, are you done? Yeah, I'm good now. I need a cigarette. <laughs> you know that's a bullshit argument, you son of a bitch. I you crushed know it is. you. No, you didn't. I crushed you. You just so talked hard. so loud that you, whatever. You didn't crush We're shit. both you on a microphone. How did I, I talk don't care. so loud? You're just like nah, 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 nah. Writer, Punisher, you don't include. Welcome those. back to the show. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just you don't just say that one time on a one runoff comic where the Punisher <laughs> had super levels. That's the one we're gonna go off. Of. Frankencastle sure. went for a year, okay, yeah. and Space Ghost Rider is still going on. Whatever, so. it shouldn't be. So, uh, who won last week? Uh, I did. Uh, I never got the video. <laughs> up, Find out next week. <laughs> but also, so this video will be going up on our Facebook page. You can react to it, and we will count your reactions as your vote. And next week, we will discuss who the winner is. Uh, plus, we will do um, our new Are You Done featuring what two heroes, Blake? Oh, let's do... I have an idea. Oh, Ooh, oh okay. Let's hear it. Gandalf versus Dumbledore. Okay, Jared, I'll give you first I'm gonna, pick. Listen, I know who I want, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you decide who who you want it. I don't know. I just had the idea. All right, I'm gonna pick then. Well, hold on. Okay. Danny's got Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're so fucked. You were so fucked. I wanted Gandalf. Yeah, I wanted Gandalf. Gandalf is next level, dude. Like you're so screwed. I know. And Just like how Deathstroke would be the Punisher. Gandalf, yeah. Gandalf is a deity. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, okay. That's fun. So, so tune in next week to see Gandalf versus Dumbledore um, mm, in yeah. what I'm sure will be a very fair fight. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> glad, glad this happened. Um, also, uh, going up Friday... We are doing a ticket giveaway for Spider-Man No Way Home tickets. Um, we are giving away two tickets to every winner, so you can bring yourself mm -hmm. and a friend. Um, and we are going to be giving away... We're going to be doing nine giveaways. So eight, eight, eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yep. We'll let you know. Yep. Um, 
Anyway, uh, the contest is uh, – I'm going to explain the rules just a little bit. It's not too crazy, but the post will be going up on Friday, and that's whenever the contest officially starts. But all you have to do is leave a review of our Facebook page. Oh. Super simple. Just go to Facebook, go to Comically Inclined, leave a review of our page. That gets you entered into the drawing to win two tickets to go see Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. on us. And we will only pick the reviews. People who did yep. the reviews. Also, also, you need to put on there uh, who killed uh, Echo's dad in the in the review, <laughs> so that way we know you're legit. Yeah. So, and if you know who it is, just tag that at the very end. Yeah, just just, just tag that just on tag there. Tag it in. Tag it right yeah. at the end. Yeah. So. Fantastic. And so, uh, yep. I think that's about us for tonight, guys. Uh, so. What do you think? Good. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. I want to watch, oh, yeah. so, watch Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, so watch Jackie Chan. Pretty exciting time personally for me, real quick. Uh, Starting on the the basement at home, I just went oh, and dug out the my uh, my Marvel Legends and Star Wars characters I've had for like 20 years. I haven't seen, I haven't touched them in like 12 years. Got them all dug out the other night. So, uh, starting on that, pr- pretty exciting. Tight. Yeah. <clears throat> well. I just want to say thank you to all everyone. Oh, also, thank you, Ben. Oh, you're so good. Um, this coming Sunday, oh yeah, Cape Girardeau is doing a toy con, and Blake and I will be there dressed as the Grinch and Buddy the Elf, um, and we're doing photo ops with everyone. So bring your kids, uh, bring yourself, um, come hang out with us. Look at all the toys at Toy Con. Get some of your Christmas shopping done early, because I know. Sure. I'm terrible about doing all of mine last minute. Um, but uh, Emma, my daughter, will also be there with us running the photo booth. Yeah. Uh, Jared won't be there, or he'll be in attendance, and he's not going to be in a costume. I don't know what he's doing. I am going to be uh, in a costume called uh, Middle-Aged Male. <laughs> so This kid's and, like and a the, kite on the breeze, I swear to God. And Woo! I talked to Ken yesterday, and there's going to be a total of 32 booths set up. Tight. Um, but as always, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Picture What Designs, Blake Hickman Construction, and Drop the Mic DJ Service. We love all you guys, and thank you for your support. And you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.